In June, Brian Bulak, a true representative of what it is to be a Notre Dame man, died at the age of 79. Coach Bulak played tight end at Notre Dame and then spent 40 years working in Notre Dame athletics as a football assistant coach, the first softball coach in school history, and an athletic administrator. Most, most of all, he was a great man. I was blessed that, for some reason, he cared what I thought about Notre Dame football, and we had some great conversations in my early years here at in South Bend. I learned a lot from him about Notre Dame in that time. He and his wife, Mickey, had four have four daughters. All six in the family have graduated from Notre Dame, and one of those daughters has followed her dad into the football world. Deb Bulak is a 1993 Notre Dame grab. She attended Holy Cross grade school and St. Joseph High School, and this week she became the first female to ever produce a national primetime broadcast of an NFL game. She told me this week her dad is her hero, and she believes he was right there by her side on Tuesday night. Here's my conversation with the groundbreaking CBS producer, Deb Bulak. Take us back to Tuesday night and just what the whole experience was like. It was unbelievable. It's exactly what you would anticipate that type of opportunity for somebody getting it for the first time would be. It was, you know, I felt like I was back playing softball in college, you know, because I was I was excited. I was nervous, but a good kind of nervous, you know, when you get those like, it's like I can do this, but it's like it, it's it, it's a great feeling. But. Everybody on my crew was amazing. Everybody did their job and we all had each other's back. And it was just, it was a fun night and a, a really good broadcast that I'm proud of. And we just all had a great time. And it was, I know there's gonna be a lot of women behind me, um, but it, it's its such an honor and, and a gift that I was given that opportunity. Was there a possibility of you guys getting replaced because this became a bigger game, maybe one of the crews that are higher on the tone of pole, you know, they bring the Nance Romo crew over perhaps or something like that. Was that a, was that a possibility of something that could have happened here? Well, if they had that discussion, they never said it to us the entire time. They told us that we were doing this game. And that is a testament to the type of leadership is that's at CBS, Sean McManus and David Burson, Harold Bryant and Steve Karasik. The entire time this was going on, they just told us that we could do this, that they believed in us and that we were going to do the game. And they said that we have so much depth in our different crews and we're not going to change it. We're, we believe in you and we know you can do this game. And, you know, I think that Tom McCarthy and Jay Feely and AJ Ross did a heck of a job calling the game. And I think that they made the right decision. I think that we really showed that we put on a really good broadcast. You know, your uh, your dad passed away this past June, and I know he was uh, – I always enjoyed uh, my interactions with him over the years. I don't know why he cared about my opinion, but he seemed to. Did you feel like your dad was, was with you during the game? I feel like almost in a way that maybe his passing was so he could be right there next to you during this amazing opportunity. He definitely was. I have to tell you, it's crazy. I did – last week I did – um, a game in Cincinnati and I just felt a little bit more clarity about myself um, sitting in that seat. And I definitely feel him with me. Um, it you know, it takes me back to uh, when I was little, I was the one that would get up at four 30 in the morning with him on Sunday mornings and go to mass at 6 AM. So I could sit with him all day in the film room and watch football film with him when I, you know, when I'm like four or five years old, and all the way up until he became an athletic director that I always would do that with him. And when, you know, it's just, 
I, I always felt like I had my dad with every game, but this obviously now it's even more special and I miss him every day, but I definitely feel him giving me a little bit more guidance now. What were those experiences like growing up uh, the daughter uh, of a Notre Dame football assistant coach and getting those opportunities probably to be around the team a lot, but also just to, to be around your dad as he's studying film and how much did that obviously pave the way for you to be in the position you are in today? Well, you know, growing up, it was kind of a, a roller coaster with my dad being a football coach because Notre Dame would have great seasons. They won national championships. And when I was young, it seemed like we were always going to bowl games and always, you know, it, it was a real high the whole time. And um, when that was going on, everybody loves you. But, you know, there were some bad years and some of the kids in school would tease me. So me knowing everything that I would know and I'd be like, well, if he would have run, run the right route and, you know, they would have done this on this play and, you know, just different things like that because I watched film with my dad and, and they wouldn't know what to say because they didn't know the game as well as I did. And growing up, everybody, you know, all the kids, uh, boys and girls knew that football was just my passion. And it was because, you know, my dad was my hero and just I wanted to be every place he was and do everything he was doing. And I loved the game because he loved the game and he, and so, you know, it's just, I, I guess that's just, you know, where it came from. Deb Bullock, 1993 Notre Dame graduate joining us here on Notre Dame federal credit unions, Irish sports Saturdays, her dad, Brian, former uh, Notre Dame football assistant coach Deb uh, became the first female period to produce an NFL primetime football game. Growing up in, in the Bullock household, uh, your mom was a 1983 Notre Dame Law grad. So you had a lot of pride, a lot of Notre Dame love in that house. And I, I imagine there was a lot of Catholic love in that house, too. What was it like growing up in the Bullock household? Well, we, definitely we, you know, we were a family that went to Mass every every holiday, every Sunday. We never missed Mass. You know, it was, you know, either you went really early with my dad or you went to 10 a.m. Mass with my mom. And it was something that was just natural. And we always did. And we all went to Catholic school from grade school to high school and through Notre Dame. All, we have four girls in my family, four D's, they called us because we we're all Dawn's and East Debbie Diane. And uh, we all uh, went to Notre Dame. And when my younger sister, my, as you mentioned, my mom went to law school at Notre Dame. And when my younger sister, Diane, graduated, we received a letter, which and this is what I was told, and I'm pretty sure we did, because when my younger sister graduated, we were the first family to have everybody in our immediate family have a degree from Notre Dame. Wow. Because back when my mom went to school, she went to St. Mary's, but she couldn't go to Notre Dame because mm. it was an all-male school. Um, so, you know, it, it's, you know, obviously it's something that we bleed blue and gold, and obviously our faith is very strong. So it's something that I carry with me every day and everything I do, you know, we, it's something that my parents did a very good job raising us in the Catholic faith and beliefs. And, um, it's something that I'm trying to instill in my daughter now. She's nine, so she's going to Catholic school. <laughs> and, and you you went to Holy Cross grade school, St. Joe High School, Notre Dame. So Catholic schooling all, all your entire life. Um, yep. you, get, you got any fun memories of your days at uh, maybe Holy Cross grade school you could share? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I don't know if you – I don't know if, if you remember any, like, uh, athletes growing up, but uh, there was this uh, – this uh, young man in my class, Rodney Holmes, who was a really good basketball player. He came in second in Mr. Basketball in high school, but he went to grade school with me. And 
I just remember when we were little, like all of us like racing and I always wanted to run with the boys and he was, <laughs> and when I was young, I could run with them. Like he was the only one faster than me out of the boys. They're probably, they're probably, if they listen, they'll probably, someone else probably thinks they were, they weren't, but, <laughs> but I just, you know, I, I loved like, you know, playing sports and, and always playing basketball with the boys. And I have a lot of great memories. I had a lot of great friends growing up and, um, and, you know, but my whole life is all revolving around sports. And, um, you know, obviously um, from the, my whole grade school experience, my dad was a football coach. So that was, you know, what, how I was raised. And I was raised around football and having football players over to our house because they were like our brothers, you know, and, and, you know, my parents would have them over for dinner and, and uh, they would scare all, all our prospective boyfriends away, you know, so we never, because these huge guys in our, in our house. So, but it was fun. You know, you mentioned you guys being the first family to everyone graduating from that, but that almost didn't happen. You almost ended up at UCLA to play softball. And do you you think almost your dad finagled things a little bit to start the Notre Dame softball program to keep you in town? I, I know you mentioned that before the interview as a possibility. Well, I said I always wanted to play softball at UCLA, but my dad, when I was in high school, uh, you know, he, he kind of, uh, twisted Dick, um, Rosenthal's arm to, um, ha- start softball at Notre Dame so he could convince me to stay. Um, but I, I probably would have ended up going to Notre Dame anyway. I mean, it, it's, it's a hard place to leave and, and it's really, it's always been in my heart and in my soul. I, I love Notre Dame and obviously it's, you know, comes from my dad. He was amazing for us because he had so many chances to be a head football coach someplace. And he never wanted to leave Notre Dame because mm. he wanted us to grow up there. And he thought it was such a special place and really wanted us to go there. And he was worried that he wouldn't get back if he left. So he never left because he, his heart was always there. And, it, and he would go to interviews and they'd ask him a question and he'd always go back to Notre Dame and they'd be like, why are you here? You know, he just, he said he couldn't look a parent in the face if he was going to recruit and tell them, I know I'm sent, I'm, I'm going to be able to give your child the best education and, and college experience if he wasn't at Notre Dame, because he truly believed that Notre Dame was that experience for every young man and woman that he was recruiting. We mentioned a lot about talking about your dad, Brian Bullock, of course, former Notre Dame football assistant, and then uh, the first Notre Dame softball coach. But what was it like playing for him? I loved it. Like he, you know, he was, everyone called him like a, like a, soft marshmallow like he looks like he's tough but you know he looks like he's a bear but he's really just a soft marshmallow he cares about everybody so much and he and when he has a he had one of those booming voices you could hear it anywhere Mm -hmm. I've never heard anybody that had a louder voice than my dad I don't I I really haven't um he just had that coach's voice but you could hear him if he was yelling on the field at Notre Dame we lived about two miles away and I swear you could hear him like he was just so loud but when he yelled, it was because he knew you had more potential. So if he was yelling at you, it was good. If he wasn't yelling at you, then maybe you should think about a different career path. Now, as you kind of transcend and become this uh, groundbreaker, this uh, this individual, the first female to ever produce a, a, an NFL primetime game, you know, what do you want to see now for for this industry in terms of getting more more females I- involved? Um, you know, I worked on production crews. You know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, when I was first getting started, and 
it was all guys. I mean, maybe there was one girl here and there. It, it wasn't easy if you were a girl trying to get in on those crews. So, you know, where do, where do you feel we're headed, and what do you feel has to happen to get um, more females involved in these in, in football broadcasts? Well, I think we're headed in that direction. But I have to tell you, when I first got to uh, CBS back, well, even when I was at NBC, there was like Carol Larson and Lisa Lacks were both uh, incredible, and, and Molly Solomon. Um, like they were incredible women in this industry that were already making waves like Molly Solomon. Now she's not Molly Solomon anymore, but she's married and has a beautiful family, but she is, you know, one of the executives at NBC. So, you know, there's a number of women that have done amazing things before me. And, and my mentor, one of my mentors at CBS Suzanne Smith has been directing NFL games on a weekly basis for over 20 years. So, you know, women have already made amazing strides, but me being a producer and sitting in that chair is, is a little different, but there's, there's so many women that are working with me that are going to blaze right up next to me. You know, it's, I just think that it was something that maybe people didn't think of. I think it's also difficult when women are having children and, you know, you have to raise your family, which in a way, one of the reasons why, why it may have taken me this long not to, to uh, produce NFL is because I had a daughter nine years ago and I was in the studio. So, uh, you know, that's one thing that I'd like to believe that I would have had more opportunities to produce NFL prior to that. But it was my choice and their choice because it was a good fit for us for me to be in the studio at that time. Deb, what are your last words of advice maybe then for uh, for anyone listening who who aspires to, to do – to do something that maybe people don't think they can do uh, maybe 10, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, uh, what, what words do you advice do you have for them? Dream, and your dreams will come true. Reach for the clouds. My dad used to say to me that my uh, potential was above the clouds. You know, and so you asked me earlier, and that was something that I thought of, that, you know, here's something I'm living out a dream, and my dad is looking down for me above the clouds now as I got my opportunity, but... I just think that there's so many opportunities for women out there and you should just just really do whatever you want to do, but you have to work hard. It's not going to come easy mm-hmm. and you have to know that nothing's going to be given to you. You know, you need to do your work, study, 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 study and and get your experience in order to really get your shot and don't get frustrated, you know, keep keep trying and and stay focused and you'll get to where you want to go. Deb, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you. That is Deb Bulak, the first female to ever produce a NFL primetime football game, doing so this past week for the Titans and Bills game on CBS. Kevin, uh, I'm sure you were pretty excited to hear that, uh, being a Holy Cross grade school guy yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was a couple of years younger than um, Deb and Diane and uh, they were great, uh, great athletes. Um, just kind of takes me back with <laughs> thinking of Rodney Holmes on the uh, on the playground. You know, it was I guess everybody's time when they grew up or uh, special, but it's nice to be able to to look back and think of it. And she was a great athlete, <laughs> a determined person. And I guess I was, uh, you know, so young I didn't realize the impact of her dad, but I do. I remember them as uh, families that you know that we went to church with and obviously went through school. Yeah, and Deb did want to make sure it was of note. She emailed me afterwards. You know, I didn't, I didn't mention my husband 
Jason, and he's a Division <laughs> three basketball coach, but he does so much. And, and my daughter, Tessa, nine years old, can you please make sure you give them a shout-out? Because I, there's no chance I'd be able to produce yeah. NFL games without them, and, and it makes total sense. So uh, there you go, Jason and Tessa. Mom's giving you a shout-out, making sure uh, everyone knows that, that you're a big reason. I, I just uh, – by the way, the, the thing that stood out when I started laughing when she said it, she said her dad has that booming voice, mm-hmm. and that's how I – knew he wanted to talk to me in the old press box at Notre Dame. He, you know, you couldn't see the row behind you. It was too elevated up high. And every once in a while, just here normally in those years, 2007, eight and nine, especially they weren't doing very well. Mm-hmm. And I would just hear Angelo from <laughs> high above. And I'd be the like, All right, from the clouds. Yeah, uh, I'll come up for, come up and talk to you, coach. Uh, uh, he was always so great. So uh, again, thanks for Deb Bullock and congratulations on making uh, history as the first female to ever produce an NFL primetime game. What's the difference between Notre Dame Federal Credit Union and a bank? Well, banks are owned by investors looking to make a profit. Notre Dame FCU is different. We are a not-for-profit, member-owned cooperative. Our mission is to help our members improve their lives by providing products and services to save them money. If we end up with too much money ourselves, we simply give it away to our members' favorite charities. Last year, over a million dollars. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union.